Hi, people. This is D Treasure, and um, I have my daughter here, um, Felicity. <laughs> Felicity what, Genevieve, Genevieve and we're talking about grieving while you're mentally ill um, usually this month and next month for almost six months I'm, I'm down a deep rabbit hole and this year I decided I don't want to go down the rabbit hole and my daughter is a witness to me going down this rabbit hole for six months not being productive not waking up not working not cooking not cleaning not bathing um basically just giving up on life because i'm grieving or reliving that phone call that moment that second that cold chill that comes down my back that oh my god did what did you just say who, who died? Your mama did. Your sister did. Oh, your brother died. Your uncle died. Your grandma's no longer here. And um, I want to get some input on her. I'm going to ask her a few questions. She's going to answer. And we're just going to have a conversation about how she feel when I was in those moments of grieving. So, me... Uh, Genevieve, Felicia, Felicity, Felicity. <laughs> stop playing with me. So when I used to go in those moments, before we knew I was sick, how did you feel? Yeah, I, honestly, um, I didn't have a feeling of emotions towards it. I just felt like you had problems and you needed help. Um, Majority of the time, I actually used to feel like, like, you know, I was always eavesdropping and stuff. I was one of those. So I wasn't with other kids that, but other kids go, like, oh, mama ain't got money for shoes. I know mama ain't got money for shoes because her sister just stole her money. Or well, this one just did this. Or this one just did that. So my thing when you used to go on those is what can I do to just make it easy on her? It's good to break. It's take the money kids. You need to run a pay a bill. It was never, um, she's sick. It was just like, just like mom. Wow. That's how I for a lot of years. So what happened when I finally came to the realization that I was sick and I apologize to you guys? I think the sickness kind of made things worse only because like your spouses started trying to use it against you and then you were kind of sort of using it against us probably without realization. But it kind of became a clutch at that point. And not necessarily a clutch because it takes for you to know what you're dealing with in order to resolve it, but it just it started to come up more often, like where I know for a fact we would get through those times. Everybody get depressed. It just became like the people that was in your life, like you know she did, you know she did, just leave her alone, or just let her deal. It was like, yeah, it became a stigma. A stigma. So because the conversation was being brought up, and it's years now into my sickness, close to fifteen years, and um, a lot of therapy, a lot of crying, a lot of fighting cussing, screaming, tearing down relationships, burning bridges with gasoline draws, um, throwing nape bombs, emotional bombs. All this is an emotional. Um, throwing my hands up in the air, saying, fuck it, I don't care. I really severed a lot of bad relationships. I think that was for me and my kids, more so than anybody that helped us. I think through my sickness, I began to realize who the clowns were, as to say. What you think? 
agree to but I don't think like I feel like okay for the situation like, I think with Laura without the spiritual way of it when I looked at that situation with Laura I didn't like the way that it was handled you may have had things in the background or maybe how she had dealt with other people but I thought like that was a friendship that was definitely tarnished between your spouse playing on your mental health and your friend not know how to deal with your mental health because you have to think how that's bad so I was like mom because I, like, I was on the outside looking in, so I could tell that it wasn't that. But because it was like, you know, you're a woman first, that's another thing that kids have to realize when dealing with their parents is the same way you get hot, your mom get hot. The same way you want to be loved, your mom want to be loved. The, the, the age doesn't define what that person wants as a human. And people lose sight of that. The more kids they have, they lose sight of that. Oh, I, I'm not supposed to. And that'll play on you mentally if you already got mental problems. Nobody wants to be alone. So that's something I had to realize too. Because you do things, like you just watch, you do things for the person that you think you love, or you do things for the person that you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with, even if that means altering yourself, even if that means altering your relationship with your children. It is unconsciously. It's just like, oh, well, you know, okay, there's no other people going to be around. And that's something us as women, black women especially, you got to get a hold of that. Uh, we lose a lot. And then that person you've been around, it's 20 years now. Right. Um, you got to learn to um, pick and choose our bad Right. I learned to pick and choose a lot of my battles with you. And I know people used to always try to make me point a finger and say, she's the bad child. I never felt that way. I didn't feel like you was difficult. I never felt that you was the bad child. I felt like from the outside looking in, you was misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And by them having that misunderstanding because they're not dealing with you on and a 24 hour right on 24 hour basis. And they just dealing with the situation at hand. I had started blocking therapists off. Remember, at one point I blocked psychiatrists out. Because, no, this is a relationship I'm trying to build with my child. And y'all trying, I felt like they was trying to play us against each other. Yeah. And I hated that in therapy. It was like, your mom didn't buy you those shoes. Why do you think she didn't? And you'll be like, she simply ain't had a fucking money. And then they'll be like, Janisha stole $20 from you. Why do you think she did that? And I'd be like, she didn't take the $20. Okay, That's not what I said. Okay. So we would go through these fights. These fights, then we had to come to start comparing stories. Remember? Right. We went through a whole year of comparing. No, this is what he told me. No, this is what she said. And this is what he said. And that's not what I said. And we even got to the point where we started recording shit that we was experiencing with other people that was talking about us behind our backs. It was almost like we was in a war, uh, a spiritual, yeah, spiritual mental war with these people trying to guard our emotions for each other. And I remember at one point, my own sister was one of our biggest enemies. Mm-hmm. And then you sat me down one day and you said, it's not your sister, it's her son. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? You was like, you see, he come over here when he mad at his mom. And he tell you everything that his mom says bad about you. And then he goes over there to his mom and tell her everything bad that you say about her. But he's the devil, the devil's advocate in the whole situation. And it took years for me to even open my eyes and see it. And not that I'm against my nephew because I love the shit out of him. But sometimes you got to know when somebody's playing you against each other. And then you have to understand that um, us as humans, we are sometimes using entities. I could honestly say if you were to bring that up to Maurice, he probably won't even have any recollection of doing that or feeling like that was his means behind doing that. Um, because when you're being used, 
to cause chaos and confusion. I don't think that you're actually, nobody says, hey, you know, come here to me, I don't want to cause confusion. Like I said, something that may be municipal to a child, a child will go. You thought you were going to steal it. Well. But yeah, somebody's already fueling and fighting their own mental warfare, their own spiritual warfare, and you take that goddamn chocolate bar, you done started a whole war over nothing. And I wasn't even worried about the chocolate bar. I didn't even care. No, no, no. I only keep bringing up that particular situation. No, I, I know. remember how it went back and forth. And what happened was, what y'all as adults didn't even take the time out to realize because everybody was so tainted. Um, you had, if you think about it, it was a series of things happening back and forth. A croissant go missing. Her school to get bust. A chocolate bar. But it was y'all kids. Her oldest and your oldest. And nobody wasn't paying attention or taking into consideration. I did. That is, uh... <laughs> The children, that's something I that did. I, I, I told her I didn't okay. think that she did that. Right. So I never, I didn't even care. My thing was that you ate that day. Yeah. Everybody ate. One thing I am is a nurturer, a nurturer. I want everyone to eat. And for you to just take a $20 bag of chicken strips that my children could have ate and throw them in the garbage just because, yeah. that devastated me. Then for you to take actual crack. And my child almost eat it, and it's not even my man crack. That's devastating to me. It's and, like and that's a story within itself. But you know, I think we as people we put on blinders. We be in denial. I think it took up until the week or weeks leading to her death that she really came to that realization. Or, or the day that the doctor came in and told her. Because remember that happened. The doctor asked, "Did you do this?" And she was like, "Hell no." Like, what's in your system? Mm-hmm. And um. It's a lot of things that have passed between me and her that some things I had to really come to grips and just forgive in my own sickness and illness. Right. And some things I had to just let go. But now it's going to be the anniversary of her birthday. And on the 20th, it's going to be the anniversary of her leaving her flesh. And well, she died on the 20th. Yep. And um, the sad thing about it all is her death, it had a almost like a spiritual departure from me. It wasn't like my mom's death. My mom's death was like an impact that impacted my soul to the point of like a car accident. And you ever seen a front end car accident where the car's just crushed in and in cave? Mm-hmm. That's how my mama's on made me feel. My sister's own made me feel like a severing, like my twin was cut off. Even though she wasn't the great twin and I wasn't the great twin, but it was almost like, right, a severing of my twin. It's almost like, I know my twin is gone, but why? Especially when you try to save somebody, especially when you can foresee things like I can and you send out these big warning signs like, hey, stop. I'm trying to save you. And they're running from being saved. And it's almost like you can't you can't forgive yourself because you think you should have did more. And I think that's where I'm at this year. That's survival skill. The the definition of that is survival skill. So and she's not my twin. That's the funny thing. She's my older sister. So I shouldn't. My doctor was like, you shouldn't have that feeling about that situation. Because twin, within its definition, isn't just someone that 
you was in the womb with. Twin within his definition is somebody who can mimic you identically. So if somebody slipped or slid when you slipped or you slipped when they slid, somebody can't tell you not to feel like that or that it's not appropriate for you to feel like that because if y'all grew that bond. I was just thinking about the other day, I was looking at Jade and I was like, how would I feel if she died? Like, because Rodney, that's what I'm saying, Rodney died and that was my best friend and I shed no tears. It will, that will devastate you. I think that'll put you down the rabbit hole. And not that you would want to go down the rabbit Nobody hole. Nobody wants to. It's just that you'll find yourself there. And I, and I think with mental illness, you don't even realize you're in the rabbit hole. No. Until you wake up one day and you smell your breath smelling like dead man's ass. <laughs> and your hair looking like, what the freak did I do here? Do you even think that you was in a... I remember one time when you was a kid and I was in a rabbit hole, you brought me a mirror. And went out with somebody and brought me a little compact mirror. And I opened that mirror and said, who the fuck is that staring back? What the fuck? Hold on. This bitch brought me a trick mirror. <laughs> My, sister My sister said, bitch, you stupid. She said, no, that's how you look because you depressed. Right. But I wasn't recognizing my depression. I was just like, whatever, you know. No, I know. I know when I'm depressed. Uh, but because I have brought it to your attention, the signs of depression. Right. Because we started educating ourselves. I didn't have that when I was your age. I ain't have no support system like what you and, and Anthony have. I had to figure it out. And even though I still go to my figure it out moments with you and your brother, I um still get, like I said, I still learn to come to a middle ground when it comes to you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not for to spend $1,000 on a jacket. But, oh, your arm broke and you need $1,000 to get your cast on? Yeah. Because that's something you need. I don't want you to be deformed all because I'm being an asshole. Mom. So, I think my relationship with my children at this point, dealing with my mental illness, has improved. It has made me a better parent for my other set of children. And I think I'm harder on myself then my children are harder on me. Do you agree with that or you don't? Yeah. Because the minute I miss something or I'm not aware or I'm not privy to the information, I go into a deep depression. If someone come and tell me, you know, Anthony went to jail and they had beat him up, then I'm going into a depression. Why I didn't know this. Why nobody called me? Why nobody informed me? I don't never want to seem like I'm weak in their moment of need. So, I'm signing off. Thank y'all for listening. This was D Treasure, DTP37, Healing Spiritual Learning. Tune in and listen to our podcast. Thank you.